Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Welcome back. Welcome to your evening. Thanks for riding with us on a Wednesday. Listen to Nuanez now right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. As well as around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey from SWX joining me as he does each and every Wednesday when it's about time for our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Featuring Shante Leggins. He's the fourth year head basketball coach for the Eastern Washington Eagles and uh, he has established himself as one of the premier coaches in the league. They have, uh, they're have they the reigning league champs. They won the outright league championship a year ago. He is 50-19 and 19 in Big Sky Conference games during his time leading Eastern Washington, and he's been able to take over the program from Jim Hayford and carry a lot of the momentum, and they've been really good. I mean, the, the Big Sky for most of the modern era has been Montana, Weber State, and everybody else. But the last eight to ten years, Eastern Washington has been in the mix, and uh, they've won, you know, they've been to the NCAA tournament, once over the last six, seven years, but they've always been right there in the mix, challenging Montana about as well as anybody. Montana played the Big Sky Tournament Championship games against Eastern Washington each of the last two times we reached that point of the postseason, and Shante Leggins has been a catalyst for that. It's also very interesting when we get this Eastern Washington-Montana matchup because there's a lot, I'm not going to say bad blood, there's a lot of intensity in this. A lot of the players... Uh, they're pretty fired up when they play each other. I know a lot of the Eastern guys definitely want to take it out on the Grizz. And then you also have the coaching matchup where you have Travis DeCure, who's a very intense but also very directed and stern type coach, whereas you have Shante Leggins, who's uh, ten- intense and just completely wild, right? So that's my question for you, Sean. You've seen Shante Leggins coach. I know it drives a lot of people in the league crazy. 
I personally love it. I think it's phenomenal. I think he's so funny to watch. What do you think when you watch him on the sidelines? No, I was going to ask Travis about that today in the presser, but more so like if there were fans there, because when these two teams play, both coaches can get so animated on the sidelines that it brings up the whole energy in the arena. No question. And especially when it's in Missoula, because Shantae's kind of the more animated, fiery one. DeCure does it, but he's a little bit better, I think, at doing it more like under his breath to the refs and For stuff. Sure. Shantae is like very much just using his arms and I mean, sh- sh- loud and the, 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 the stomping. The naysayers say that he he's grandstanding. Yeah. I get what he's doing, though. The thing is, if you listen to Shantae Leggins, especially when he has timeouts and everything, he's always screaming at his team, but he's never screaming negative stuff. If you listen to him, he just screams, they can't guard us. They can't score with us. That's his favorite line. He, they can't score with he, us. He has a lot of energy, and a lot Great of times energy. he is will start stomping around and, and making a show like when his team needs a little boost, you know, and he, and he knows how to, like, do that timely. And I really I was going to ask Travis, like, what that is like when you go up against another coach that is also kind of, you know, fiery on on the court and everything. And, like, as a coach, can you feel that energy from the opposing coach? You know, and do you feel like sometimes you have to match or go above it? Like, does that change your, like, style of coaching? Like, if you're going against, like, a mellow coach, like, does that sort of just, like, subconsciously, like, mellow you out a little bit more throughout a game? Or, like, when you're going up with a... With, well, with Ashante, like, does that get you going more? I tell you this: from watching Eastern Washington live on Saturday, uh, nothing calms Shantae down. <laughs> Danny Sprinkle is the calmest coach in the league, I think, during games. Sprinkle's very even keeled. He's hardly yeah. ever ripping was anybody he, was he at getting all. Up a little bit. Uh, he was a little bit, but yeah. but Shantae was going crazy. I mean, he, he, he was he was going insane. I mean, he was just going so crazy, rooting on his team. But I do I do love it because I think that there's a lot of different ways to coach uh, young people. But engendering guys with confidence and making them have a hell of a lot of fun, to me, is the most appealing way to coach. I think that's the thing that's lost in Division One sports right now. I just don't think that a lot of teams are having fun. And Eastern Washington, that's all they try to do. They just have fun. It's like Shantae said, I don't run an offense. I don't run sets. We run concepts. I just want my guys to play. And I think a lot of programs can learn from that. Uh, this interview was actually recorded last night because Shantae had a busy day today because then they have to they were having to plan this home and home. So they're hosting Montana on Thursday, but then they have to come to Missoula on Saturday. So uh, we had to bust this out last night. But here is my conversation with Shantae Leggins on the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Welcome in for our ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable each and every Wednesday presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. And this week, feature Eastern Washington head coach Shantae Leggins. And Shantae, thanks so much for taking some time with us, man. It's always a pleasure. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate you guys for having me. I love your show. Like I told you before, I like listening to it. I get a lot of info on the, on the big-time schools Montana's out there, so it really helps us out. Um, but you can do a great job, so thanks for having us. For having me, actually. Once upon a time, back in 2014, when the Big Sky Tournament was in Missoula, you and I were seated next to each other. And that was the first time I'd ever <laughs> yeah. met you. And then it was a week long of basketball. And Eastern Washington ended up winning the tournament. That's when you were an assistant coach there at Eastern. Uh, but your scouting seat was right next to mine. And it was fun watching the tournament with you all week. But just take me through when, what this journey's been like for you. Because you went from an assistant on an NCAA tournament team to now uh, the coach of the reigning Big Sky Conference champions and, and a team that's in first place. So just your journey from going from assistant coach to, to now head coach. What's it been like for you? What have you enjoyed about the process? 
Well, I've been enjoying it a lot, man. That game, I remember the game I was watching. We were watching the NAU-Montana uh, game. It got really heated. Buddy. <laughs> Free call. It was, it was something else. Um, that was a great game. Um, but, no, the, the journey's been uh, it's been great. You know, I've had, you know, the, the, the times of being, in, you know, not making the, NCAA, you know, not making the, the conference tournament uh, my first couple of years as an assistant and, and getting an opportunity as that, as that, um, that staff was released to stay on with uh, – the head coach Jim Hayford, who came on and and he kept me with with that because I I did a good job recruiting the the players that were there at the time and so I got he you know he 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 helped me out and gave me a job and I stuck on with him he did a great job and and um, just being around the game of basketball was always something that I wanted to do and and you know I was I wasn't going to you know take no for an answer so I did everything I could to to get the second job at Eastern and then obviously uh, we did well and he moved on and I I got this job and you know I've had so much help from, from everybody. Uh, my wife's been the, the number one reason, uh, you know, I probably got the job. So her pushing me and, you know, her telling me that I could do this and, her, you know, her understanding. She was a basketball player herself, so she understands the whole game. And then obviously the staff we've had has been amazing. I mean, the assistant coaches, you know, our, our support staff. And that's the real, you know, it, it doesn't take just one coach. It takes everybody in the program. And, 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 you know, for us to be successful and everyone does their part and they do it to the fullest. And, you know, I couldn't be more happy with the people I work with and go to work with every day. And that's, I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day, that's, that's what makes, you know, being in athletics is fun. And you get to be around all these people and, and they push you and strive you to be the best. And, you know, we're all, we're all part of the success and we're all part of the failures. Some head coaches get a little bit more credit than they deserve and, and, uh, either, going either which way, you know, and so I'm just, I'm just blessed to be able to do that. And, you know, being up at Eastern Washington has been has been nothing but you know you know a lot of fun for me and and you know that that whole thing the whole journey of, of starting low and being at the bottom making nineteen thousand dollars a year to becoming the head coach is, is a real testament to the, just the people I've been around and you know people that have been able to to take my to take my uh, OCDness I guess you could say when it comes to watching film and being around basketball so much so you know my wife's the, the number one number one reason I'm here right now today and that's why you know I think uh I've become a head coach she's done such a great job of having my back and pushing me forward so that, that's been great shout out to Lincoln's joining us he's the head coach of the Eastern Washington men's basketball team Eastern Washington takes on Montana in a home and home here on Thursday and Saturday and coach I want to ask you this about Eastern Washington in general because Eastern Washington had some success in the in the 2000s when Ray Jackletty was the head coach and had some great players. You know, Alvin Snow comes to mind, Rodney Stuckey, obviously an NBA guy. But it's been a kind of a new level since Jim Hayford and then yourself took this program over. And and the Big Sky for so long was dominated by the traditional powers, Montana, Weber State. But now Eastern Washington has been in the mix as one of those top three teams. It seems like year in and year out. It's It's been a place where uh, developed multiple MVPs uh, of the league and some great some guys that were record setters, you know, all-time leading scores at least for a half a minute like Bogdan Blizniak was a couple years ago. So how have you guys been able to do it? I mean, what are the challenges that you faced at Eastern and how have you been able to make this into one of the premier programs in the Big Sky Conference? Well, we we've done it again. Again, it's been it's been our culture. It's been something that we've, we've built up, and we keep adding to, and we keep bringing on great young men. And we've we we have, have great great coaches to go out and find these these players, and they've done a great job. They have a great eye for talent. You know, you look up and down our roster. You can go through our roster and say how many guys were offered scholarships at other schools, Division one schools, and there's not that many. Um, you know, we've we've been able to develop talent and find guys that would fit how we play. And then obviously we get we get great young men. 
And, you know, they're great in the community. They're great in the classroom. I mean, our team GPA this, you know, this last quarter has been a three, five. I mean, we, we, you know, we're, we're averaging a three, four since, you know, and it's, it's been, it's been a, it's been great having, you know, young men like this and, you know, win, lose or draw, you're always happy with them. You know, you get on the bus with a loss, that's fine. You get on the bus and you can still, you leave it on the court. You don't, you don't hold it over because you're around such good people. And, and we've been able to, you know, really, you know, develop our players into, into pretty good players. And, and, uh, you know, that, that, again, that's a testament to the, to the young men coming here because they want to get better. They, they go into the, they go into the gym by themselves. They do a lot of that, but it, it, it obviously is, you know, finding the right young men that suit our program, you know, uh, finding the, the, the guys who want to get better. And then once you get them here, they get better and they want to get better. And um, I think the assistant coaches and, and the staff in general have done a great job of, of evaluating the talent and making sure that we've getting the right kids. And then, you know, the, the thing that's hard is like, you know, it, it, we always joke with each other, but, you know, no one's waking up, you know, in the morning from California or in the morning in Australia saying, man, I can't wait to go to Eastern Washington. That's not, <laughs> we're not a school that people wake up thinking about, you know. But, you know, we do a great job of, of, of putting ourselves out there and, and going to recruit them and, and letting them know about our program. And then I think once they 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 see the kids that we've brought in, they, they, they get to hang around with the coaching staff and talk to the coaching staff and they see that we're open guys and that we're young and we're go-getters. We want to be in the gym with them. You know, we want to get them better. Um, we're trying to get better ourselves, and it just—I think it's just a, a cycle of people wanting to get better and, and pushing each other. You know, we don't—you know—we try to get better every day. I know everyone says it and this and that, but we want to get one percent better every single day. Players and coaches—it's just—and the GAs and the managers and and the people who are involved in our program. We really push that, and and I feel that it it, it, it bleeds over into the players, and the players feel that, and they. They're, they're, they're in there doing their own work, and they, they get better. And so, you know, we really want to push the players' program, and, and we want our guys to be happy when they come here. We want our guys to stay when they come here. You know, we don't – you know, we want them to enjoy themselves. We want them to give them the best college experience possible, and I feel that, you know, I think we do a good job of breeding confidence into our, into our student-athletes, and I, it shows on the court, and it shows, you know, in the classroom. It shows in the community because they're, they're doing the things that we know they can do, and, and it's a culture that's been built here, and, you know, that's a great thing. And, yeah, of course, you've got Montana – and Weaver State, those are, the, those are the big dogs in the league. And, you know, you, that's what you're trying to get your programs to, especially on the winning side. Football, basketball, women's basketball, volleyball, soccer. We're trying to get there in, in all sports. And I think we've been doing a good job at Eastern Washington, just not in football, but basketball. You know, our soccer program's good. Our football program's good. And so that's what we're trying to – that's what we're really trying to strive to. We want to be one of the, you know, perennial programs, not just, you know, just athletic departments, not just in the big sky. We want to be known as, okay, Eastern's one of the top – top schools in the big sky that's that's where you'd want to go if you're going to the big sky we want you to come here we want you to play here you're going to get better here you know and and you see it all up and down our all up and down our athletic department i mean you got football with our quarterbacks and receivers you got basketball you got our soccer team i mean everybody's trying to strive to be excellent here at eastern and that's that's the best part about being here is you know it's a family community and and everyone's together and uh, we just keep striving to be be the best in the big sky and it's going to be hard obviously because you got some really good coaches and some really good obviously universities and and you got big schools like montana and weaver and montana state even um and that's those that's what you're trying to strive to you want to be you want to be mentioned with those schools and i think we've done a good job in these past years of being mentioned with the best in the big sky chante leggins joining us he's the head coach for the eastern washington men's basketball team and coach, you're a West Coast guy. You grew up in California. You played at Cal. So, did you ever imagine? You just mentioned some of these guys in Australia. They don't wake up thinking someday I'm going to play for Eastern Washington. Did you ever imagine this would be the path that your life would lead? 
<laughs> Not for one second, <laughs> to be honest. You know, <laughs> as a player, you think you're going to the NBA, and then life hits you pretty quick, and it's like, man, I'm five ten, and <laughs> this guy is six foot six, doing the same thing I'm doing. I, I, I may be good in college, but it's a different level. So you maybe get a couple of years playing ball in Europe or Australia, wherever you can play, but it's obviously not that. And then when you start thinking about coaching, you're thinking about, I'm going to go coach UCLA. I could be John Wooden. I'm going to go coach at North Carolina when these guys retire, you know, but you don't think of it like that. And then once you get into the game and you figure out, you know, coaching's about, you know, you know, you know, helping young men get to their, their potential, you know, not just on the court, but also off the court. You know, it's, you know, when I've been growing up my whole life, coaches have always been, you know, key figures in my life. They've been father figures. And, and as, as a young man, you're thinking, I want to do this because of this, this, and this. As, as you get older and you start getting mature and you start to understand what, you know, what life's about, you start figuring out, I want to help young men, you know, get to their dreams, not just the NBA dreams, but also, you know, life dreams. You know, I want to be a coach that, Ten years from now, uh, they call me and say, "Hey, can you come to my wedding? You've helped me so much." Or, "Hey, you know, can you can you be here?" Or they call me if they need me. You know, it doesn't have to be call me every day, but I want to be in their lives. You know, for the rest of their lives. And you know, that's that's something that I I feel as a player. When I was a player, I have with certain coaches, and I want to be that certain coach in all my players' lives. And so that's that's one of the things that you know, as as you mature and get older, you start figuring different things out. As a young buck, I. I thought John Wooden, I, I'm going to catch him with national championships. Don't worry about it. But as you start figuring out life and you start figuring different things out of what you want to do, I feel like I'm being able to help young men while winning games. And winning is always fun. And, you know, winning championships and playing for, to get to the tournament, that's always fun and all. But, you know, when, 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 when one of my players as a kid, I want him to call me, you know, and say, I just had a son, you know. And, and you know, those types of things. And, and you know, that, that's, what I, that's, that's what I'm most proud of is I've been getting those calls as of late. You know, I feel like I'm getting older. And some of the kids that I was an assistant coach with, you know, has been great. I, I went to one of the best weddings I've ever been to at, at Tyler Harvey's wedding. So it's, it's coming full circle because I did those things with my coaches. And I'm, I'm glad I'm just able to, to help the young men um, that I'm coaching right now, you know, achieve those goals and then those, you know, those, those big goals in life that they had. It is the ESPN Roundtable each and every Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour right here on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Shante Leggins joining us. He's the head men's basketball coach for the Eastern Washington Eagles. And, Coach, let's talk a little bit about your team right now. You're on a seven-game winning streak. I got a chance to see you live and in person on Saturday against Montana State, coming off another impressive road sweep. So, just broadly, what is going well for your team right now? It seems like you guys have turned a corner and really clicking here these last three weeks. Well, we've been able to to have some success because I think we've we've been able to be around each other and been able to practice and get a kind of a rhythm. You know, it's it's hard this year, and, and that's why you're seeing different scores from different teams and different you know different you know different things happening in, in college basketball this year that you haven't seen before. But it's also bringing a little bit of excitement to to some of the smaller schools, and you know, it's bringing a little doubt to some of the bigger schools when they don't have the opportunities to practice. So we've been able to do that and. I feel like we've been able to get into a nice little rhythm offensively, and then defensively, starting to understand what we're you know what we're doing, and then, you know we're offensively guys are touching the ball, we're playing really unselfish, and then defensively, I think we're getting much better as as the season goes along. And you know when when that, when you're able to, to to be able to be around each other, when you're able to practice um, with each other constantly, and 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 get that rhythm, get that flow. Um, without any stoppages, and you know, I, I feel for all the teams we, we've had to deal with that this season too. And you know, we've been one of the lucky teams as of late to be able to practice, you know, multiple weeks and play multiple games in a row without having to stop. And so we've been pretty lucky on that end. This week against Montana, 
This is uh, it's it's so interesting because I mean the cat grizz, the grizz cat, whatever you want to call it. The in-state rivalry in Montana gets so much hype and justifiably so. It's one of the great rivalries in college sports, and so much of it is because of the football element of things, with the Big Sky being such a football-intensive league. But this has become a rivalry. I mean, Eastern Washington, Montana is a rivalry. There's no question about it. I mean, the, the physicality and the passion that the last several matchups have had, they've been endlessly entertaining. It's been really fun to watch. But Montana coming to your barn on Thursday, Coach, what do you expect from the Grizzlies? And, and how do you get your guys to, to lock in and maybe not be too emotional, too hyped up going into this game on Thursday? I mean, you got to let them be. They're, they're going to play the way they got to play. You know, you got to let them go out there and be emotional. Basketball is fun. It's an emotional sport. You got to let them be emotional. And you know, I'm going to be emotional, too, because it's Montana. You know, they they put us out in the tournament the last two years. They beat They swept us last year. They beat us by 20-plus, I think maybe 30. And so it's been it's been a fun, fun, fun series going against them. Um, they're always playing hard. They're always in the in the mix, you know, of, of the championships every year, you know, um, records, whatever. Regardless, they're always going to be one of the top teams in the league. And you never take them for granted. You never take any team. But this team is – is always tough. They're they're always playing hard, and it's going to be fun. And and you know, I want my guys to play with emotion. I want that's how the game should be played. You know, you wear your heart on the sleeve, good, bad, ugly. You got to go out there and play. And I feel that you get the best from your players when they play that way. And you got to let them go. You got to let them play. Obviously, you want to coach them up and, and and put them in the right spots to succeed. But you want them to go out there and play with all their heart. You know, every game you want them to do that. And I know they're going to they're going to do that in, in, in Thursday's games against Montana. But I know one thing: Montana is going to do the same thing. Um, and they're going to come out and do everything in their power to win the game. And they're always they're always coached tough. They're always going to be tough. Um, they're, they're, they've been in the tournament. They've, they've 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 you know been in the tournament the last two years, and they have done a great job. And you know that's that's what you want to be as a coach. That's what you want to be as a player. You want to be in that position where you're playing for you know league championships. You go to the NCAA tournament. That's where you want to be, and that's where Montana's been the last two years. And until anybody beats them and goes to the NCAA tournament, they're still the team to beat in my eyes. And, um, you know, we, we won league last year, but we didn't go to the tournament. So they're still the team to beat. And, you know, you got to go in there with that mindset. And I hope our, our players are ready for that and because they're going to come out there saying, hey, you know, we just split with Weaver. Weaver's probably one of the better teams in the league. We're going to, you know, we go in here and we could beat Mont- Eastern two times in a row. We're right back in the thick of things. We could beat anybody in the league. And that's the best part about, you know, you know, Big Sky basketball is that that's very possible. And so you got to go in there and be ready to go because Montana's a is a great team, and then they have a great coach. Shante Leggins joining us from Eastern Washington men's basketball team on the ESPN Roundtable. And it's an interesting factor, Coach, that Montana, they are a young team. And uh, Travis DeCure has been really working on rebuilding his roster after graduating. I mean, I think he's graduated, what, 10 guys in the last two years that were all great players for Montana. But it's been an interesting trend to watch Montana. They're 5-1 and one in Thursday games, and they're 0-6 during Saturday games. And I know sometimes you can throw that stuff out the window, but it seems like an interesting deal that the Grizz are ready to go on Thursday. So I guess my question for you then is, how do you have your guys on high alert and have them ready to rock? It seems like that's a foregone conclusion when it comes to this matchup. It is, but again, I, like I've told our coaches, like I've told people before, they, the guys get the same thing we look at. They they got Instagram, they got Twitter, they see the things that pop up. They know that they, they're doing really well on Thursdays. Our guys will be ready for that. Um, you know, they're going to be ready to go. And, you know, you just got to go out and play the game as, as, as hard as you can because, again, Montana is a great team. Now, they, they tell me they're young, this, that, and the other. You know, I don't I don't go for that either. They're in every single game. You know, it comes down to a point here, a point there. You know, they, they have Southern Utah beat twice at their place, but they end up losing by a point. 
You know, 40 free throws being shot in that game. You go down to Sacramento, it's, it's an overtime game. You know, that's three wins right there. You know, it just goes the other way. One call, one, one, one missed free throw. You know, it goes the other way. I don't, so I'm not, go, I'm not buying none of that stuff. They're, they're good. You know, young and not. You know, I think uh, same, same, same boat for us. We're a pretty young team ourselves. And, uh, you know, we, we got to make sure that we're ready to go. And we don't, we don't you, know, you know, lose sight of what, what, what the goal is and what we're trying to do. And, you know, we got to be ready for that game. And, and just like they're going to be ready on Thursday, we'll be ready on Thursday and Saturday. If we had to play on Friday, we better be ready on Friday because, again, that's a, that's a really good team. And, and I've watched them, and they play really hard. They shoot the ball from three well. They're about 40%. They defend well. They they rebound well. I mean, they do everything pretty well. And so, you know, obviously there's been a couple games where they could have went either which way. And so that's that's a sign of a team growing. That's a sign of a team getting better. And you know, they they may catch fire at the right time and be a, be another be another hard hard fight in the tournament too. So you got to figure you got to figure out ways to beat this team because they're they're really good. They're just not going to give it to you. You got to go and beat them, and, and it's going to be hard to do um, come Thursday. Two more questions for you, Coach. First, Tanner Groves has really emerged as uh, definitely one of the most improved players in the league and, and a bona fide MVP candidate now in his fourth year in your program, a redshirt junior. Uh, he's basically a double-double a night, and he's had multiple double-doubles. I think he's got six, maybe seven double-doubles in Big Sky Conference play. What have you liked about his development, and how big of a catalyst is that for what you guys like to do offensively, just be, having a big guy that is skilled like that you can throw the ball to, but who also can stretch the floor a little bit too? Well, it just, it just shows you the type of young man he is. He had to play behind the conference MVP last year, you know, and, and luckily Mason Peeling had to play behind the conference MVP and Jake Wiley. And so, you know, you're, you're looking at that and you're seeing growth in him every single day. And I was telling people last year, I think he's probably one of the top bigs in the league, but it's just hard to get him on the floor right now because Mason's that, that good right now, you know. And uh, the, way, the way Tanner has, has developed has been huge for us. He's a team-first guy, so everything he does is for the team. Everything he's doing is for the team, and you couldn't be more happier for a leader than that. And he's put in the work. You know, he's, he's worked on his body. He's worked on his touch. He, he, this was his year. He's excited for it. And, you know, having a guy like that that can go inside, can go outside, is a great passer. Um, and just he's selfless. It really it really helps when your best player or when your best players are selfless and, and they they're they're willing to do anything to do anything they got to do to win the game. And so that that really helps our program. It helps our team. And again, helps our culture and, and helps us moving forward as as younger guys see that. Well, he didn't play a lot as freshman and sophomore year. Now he's has a chance to be the MVP of the league. That really helps our you know our continuity as a team and our continuity as a uh, as a program. Chante Lake is joining us on the ESPN Roundtable. We'll get you out of here on this, Coach. What are the keys to victory for the Eastern Washington Eagles this weekend? I mean, Eastern Washington wins if on Thursday night against Montana. If we could match their physicality and handle their pressure because they do such a good job of, of putting teams in tough situations defensively and we don't turn that ball over. Um, those those are going to be those are, those are huge keys for us. Uh, they're going to they're going to come out. And they're going to be ready to go. And so we got to match their physicality, and we got to handle their pressure because they're going to put put pressure on you for 40 minutes, and that's what they do. And we can't be surprised by that. And I hope that our guys are ready to go and understand what's coming for them on Thursday because it's going to be a heck of a ball game. And if you you know we we're able, I think we're going to be able to have some fans there. So if you're there, exciting. If not, please watch the game because it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a game that's probably going to go down to the wire. He's Shante Leggins. He's the head coach for the Eastern Washington men's basketball team. They got a set Thursday and Saturday. Thursday in Cheney, Saturday in Missoula. Coach, we appreciate you taking so much time. We always enjoy talking to you. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me on the show. Talk to you soon. Shante Leggins. 
Eastern Washington head men's basketball coach joining us on the ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Airs each Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour right here on Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. You can also catch the ESPN Roundtable during the noon hour on Thursdays on 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well. So if you missed any of that or you want to hear it in inspiration, you can either check it out on our podcast or you can listen in tomorrow uh, during the noon hour as well. The the ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street. If you need a place to watch the Grizz game tomorrow, head on down to Paradise Falls. they got a cool technology where you can stream both games simultaneously, so they'll have the Lady Grizz and the Men Grizz games on, as well as uh, probably some Montana State action, any other Big Sky action. I mean, they have 30 big screen TVs, so they can put whatever games you might want to watch up there. you got 18 draft beers, great mixed drinks. Uh, one of the only places in town that has two different happy hours. So go check out Paradise Falls in Missoula. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Travis DeCure and uh, more NFL on the other side. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Hey, what's up, Montana? Happy Wednesday to everybody out there. Appreciate you listening, watching, whatever you might be doing, streaming. If you are streaming, you already know. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to find the stream, go to 1029ESPN.com and just click on Listen Live. It's right there for you. If you want to call us or text us, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Regish Brothers RV phone line. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television is uh, riding home with me on a Wednesday like he always does. And... uh we led the show with Travis DeCure basically giving us a, a sermon on all things transfers. And uh, it's a very interesting conversation. If you missed anything in it, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. But we sort of buried the lead. Coach DeCure kind of teased us and said, hey, let's talk about the elephant in the room first. Because you guys don't care about Eastern Washington. Well, that's not true. I know the two guys in this room care a lot about the Eastern Washington games against Montana. This is definitely one of the most fun series uh, in the league every year, period. And uh, I think it, it has a chance to be good again because I think the Eastern has a lot of pent-up revenge on their minds. Last year, Eastern went 16-4 and in league play, but two of those losses were to Montana. Montana was the only team that swept Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington also lost in the last two Big Sky Tournament championship games to Montana. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bad blood in this rivalry, and I think that you know, there's a lot of, of familiar figures in it as well. Kim Aiken seems to bring his antics every time he plays Montana. We'll see if he finds a new rival because uh, 
Sight Bridget's no longer around, so we can't see any Sight Bridget and Kim Aiken fights, which is probably for the better. Kyle uh, Owens and him, I, I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah, Kyle that, Owens and Kim Aiken. That's my nomination as far as um, who he's going to get into it yeah. with. Well, what's your best take on this game? Because even though Eastern was was objectively better than the, than the Grizzlies were last year, uh, Montana just has Eastern's number at this point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I, I think the reason why, you know, Montana, you and I have talked about this off air, that they match up well with Eastern historically is because Eastern kind of plays a free-flowing AAU style. I, I would offense. I would call it, I would call it spread isolation is what yeah, they do. Like it's the, you know they're not calling a lot of sets. It's a lot of like kind of read and react and kind of let the guys go play and and you go up tempo and things like that. Well, the Grizz kind of just they slow things down. They play great half court defense and they just really like make you uncomfortable and get after you. It's the same thing like with Weber State and how they kind of match up with them and. So it's just a different style of defense that Eastern is is not used to seeing. And and you heard Coach Leggins say it about five, six times in that interview. Travis DeCure's teams, the I think the best strength that they have over everybody else is for 40 minutes, they are normally playing harder than any other team. Like the, right. the level of intensity that they play with on a on a consistent basis over other teams in the big sky is just at a notch above everybody else. I think that that's the number one thing that's been missing for the Grizz on Saturdays is the formula is absolutely defined. The Grizz are going to get up in your shorts defensively from start to finish, but they always, even if a team can hang, there's always that moment, usually around the, the second to last or last media timeout of the first half and the second half where they break you. And all of a sudden you're tired or you're panicking or you get frustrated and they go on their trademark 12 to 2 run and then the gap is there and then even if the team hangs the rest of the time Montana's just sitting there with an 8 to 10 point lead and they just close you out and that's where this team has been different than most of the teams of Travis Secure's past is that they do exactly that and I mean there was a during their 2 and 4 start those first 6 games they led by between 7 and 11 points at the under 8 media timeout every single game. But then they just went cold and they, they couldn't finish it out. But I also think there's a real element to the fact that because you're playing teams back-to-back, that's I think that it's definitive why Montana's 5-1 and one on Thursdays and 0-6 on Saturdays. They do outplay you for 40 minutes on Thursdays. And a lot of times they outplay you for another 25 on Saturdays, but then they sort of run out of gas or they just run out of that the motivation to continue to just smother you. Yeah, and see, I think I find this part very curious and DeKirk talked about this when I asked him after one of the games because I went into the season thinking like teams like Montana, Weber State, Eastern Washington, the teams like the really good coaches are going to do well with a short turnaround and being able to make the adjustments going from a Thursday to a Saturday. That is kind of like the assumption that I had going into the season. Obviously, Montana is 0-6 on Saturdays. It's not like... Coach Secure is a, a bad coach and not good at making adjustments. Sure. So why? And he talked about how it's the more experienced teams yep. because you don't have that full week to put in a uh, a plan and, and a way to attack where you just have one day and it's more like the players kind of making the adjustments on the fly. And so it's all the experienced players are able to handle that better than the inexperienced players, which Montana has a lot of young guys. And so... That makes sense to me, and I hadn't really thought of it in that way. I thought it was more like, oh, the coaches can just make some adjustments in that short turnaround, and the it'll be the, the better coaches 
and those teams that will that will be better, but it's actually proven to be the more experienced teams and the older teams because it's more on the court and on the fly than it is game planning prior. Let's hear from Travis Secure. Here's the portion of his press conference that was not about the state of college basketball, but instead about his team's matchups this weekend. You know, Jacob Davison was kind of like the preseason MVP, but they they have getting production from maybe different players or it's distributed a little bit differently than we might have thought at the start of the preseason. What makes them them so dangerous when you look at them? He's accepted his role. You have someone that um, I think it probably was unanimous by the coaches would be my guess. I don't remember the ballots, but I'm pretty sure every coach in the big sky went into the season looking at him as the MVP. Um, and he still could be that. Um, but he's coming off the bench, and there's other guys that statistically are having a better year. But uh, from what I've seen, anytime they're in crunch time and it's down the stretch, he's on the floor and the ball's in his hands. So his value hasn't changed. But I think that that's what's made them more dangerous is they've had young players develop um, that have moved into new roles, and the upperclassmen like Davidson and Aiken have made the most of the roles that they have and have accepted um, the fact that there's some young fellas that have gotten better and it has made them a very dangerous team. They're very versatile offensively. They're explosive. They have multiple guys that can score 20. They have multiple guys that can get double-figure rebounds, and it makes them a very difficult team to slow down. Um, we feel we've had the formula to slow them down, um, but you got to go out and execute it. One thing that's, that, that, that Shante's done a good job of is made adjustments, and, and, and he's gone in to every game with, with an adjustment here or there um, that has prepared his team to be successful, and we're going to have to adjust to his adjustments. We're going to have to be good out of timeouts. We're going to have to be very um, intent about the details that it takes to beat a team like this. How do you view the the matchup with Eastern just um, in recent history? And what? what? Well, it's funny. How do you how do you view the you know and and how do you view the view the rivalry? And because I think it's you know for. A lot of fans, it's it's been a lot of fun with you guys in Eastern. It's what college basketball is about. Um, you know, and and that's what's special about Montana. Is there anyone in our conference that has more rivals than us? Right. And 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 so that's the fun part, you know, is we we, we should have had three rivalry weeks out of four. We lost one of them with Montana State. We got Weber, and that was fun. Um, would have been more fun if it were home and home. And now we get a pure one. Obviously, no fans, but we, we get a chance to go on the road and then and then come home and play them. Um, they're all different for different reasons, right? The in-state rivalry is big because it's the most meaningful one for our community. The Weber one is big because of history, the history of the big sky. The Eastern one is is more important to our current student athlete because they can feel it. It's it's more recent for us to have played them in three championship games in five years. Um, for us to have been in their way for the two last championships. Um, when you talk about complete seasons, we're kind of their speedboat. 
But at the same time, they're our motivation to stick with it through adversity right now, and maybe they can help us get it going. And 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 Weber was that last week. If we can play well and 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 get through the week and look back at it and feel like we were successful, and we did what we came to do, we're going to have momentum going into the tail end of conference. So it's an opportunity for both of us. You know, they've got some guys that they haven't beaten us that are looking for their first win. Um, we have some guys that are looking to extend a streak. Um, you know, and, and that was the one thing that gave us confidence going to the conference tournament last year was they won, but they hadn't beaten us. And so we had a sense of confidence going to the conference tournament that if we could get to Saturday and see them, that we were going to have more confidence than the champion. Um, so there's a lot of ways to spin it. This is a big game. This is a fun game. This is something that brings a level of intensity that no other game is going to bring this year for us. Um, you know, and, and Shante and I, we enjoy playing each other. So uh, it's a chess match that we both look forward to. We're looking forward to it as well. Travis Dekir spending a lot of time with us on Nuanas now. It's always great to hear from Coach Dekir. He's definitely one of our favorite guys to talk to and listen to. I know it's been a really tough year for Montana, but uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. This team, I think, could still make some noise in the Big Sky Conference tournament. And the fact of the matter is that now with Michael Stedman out, this team really doesn't have any seniors on it, right? I mean, most of the the guys that were going to be their seniors were the guys they brought in as grad transfers. Those guys are gone. And so now this is just a, year, a zero year. So Montana, I think, will be back in a big way next year. But they still could make some noise this year. We're up against it. It is Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN, Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey and myself taking you home on a Wednesday. More NFL right after this. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Hey, welcome back. Duana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide on SWX Montana Television. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you missed anything in the show, it's been a great show. Heard from University of Montana head men's basketball coach Travis DeCure. A great discussion about the state of Division I men's college basketball. Had some trivia, talked some NFL. Also had our ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula featuring Shante Leggins, the uh, head men's basketball coach for the Eastern Washington Eagles who hosts Montana tomorrow night. And uh, SWX will have both the games for the Grizz and the Eagles this weekend. Uh, so that'll be fun. And the, the, the Grizz game on Saturday, by the way, is in Missoula. So this is a home-and-home home series this weekend. The first time that Montana's got to partake in that because the other rivalry home-and-home home with Montana State was called off. John Rainey from SWX Montana Television joining me in studio as he does each and every Wednesday. And by the way, if you miss anything on the show, find it on the podcast presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Got a few more uh, NFL questions for you, Rain Man. Let's talk to Sean Watson. Deshaun Watson forced his way out. This whole where people are, I shouldn't say forced his way out. He requested a trade. He should have requested a trade. The Texans have treated him like hot garbage for the several years. They traded his best friend. He had to play for one of the most uh, abrasive, and that's a nice way of saying it, coaches in the whole league. 
and they're wasting his talent. So I don't, I don't have any bad things to say about Deshaun Watson. My question for you, though, is what is the perfect fit? There's been some teams floated, the Niners, the Eagles, the Dolphins, other in your mind. Where's Deshaun Watson going? Well, the best fit would be the Niners just because they're the best team. For sure. Um, what, did, would you, what did you think of the fit of Miami, though? Because I do think the Miami thing would be very interesting, particularly because of like the personality meshing between Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson. I think that could be pretty interesting. I think the better fit, and I would not want it to happen, but would be Denver. Because I think that the, the offensive weapons that the Broncos have is pretty phenomenal. Court, like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Deshaun Hamilton, Noah Fant, got a couple running backs. Like sure. I think offensively, like they have at the wide receiver and tight end running back position, they're up there with anybody in the league. They just don't have a quarterback. So yeah. I think that could be a good fit, but I don't think they have the pieces to pull off the trade. I think realistically, I, I just I think it's Jets or Dolphins. Yeah, have are the teams that have the assets to do it. I think New York. If it wasn't the Jets, and like just historically, you know, like sure. they're just the Jets, like they're going to find a way to screw it up. But I think the Jets are actually building something. They have they have some pieces. Like if you know, I think that the Jets' biggest problem is they have like six or seven pieces, and the other guys on the team are just so horrible. But they, it's not as if they don't have pieces. There's they have more pieces than a lot of franchises in the league, actually. Yeah, but they got a lot of money, and so like if, money. if if they get Deshaun Watson, they can afford to to bring in a a receiver because they're you know one receiver away. Get a running back, and they like Mackay Becton at left tackle mm-hmm. is a monster. Right, Quinn Williams, great. Yeah, like they have, and you know, and they're built like you know they had a whole lot of young guys on defense that once they got rid of Greg Williams, like they were actually doing pretty good for sure. Um. Their defensive line's pretty good. Yeah, and a couple I, players in the secondary. Yeah, and I do think that there is. I know we're we're kind of going away from with social media. Like you don't have to play in a big media market to like have your brand and things like that. Sure. But I do think it would it would elevate Deshaun Watson's legacy if he's able to go to a New York and make a a team that's really been struggling as of late and elevate them and make them relevant again. I think that that would would mean something, and so. I think it'd be curious to see him on the Jets, but I don't know if he necessarily wants to go there. And and then the Dolphins would be a good fit too, because I mean, defensively they are very solid. They are. They would also need another wide receiver, um, probably a running back as well. Um, but I think Flores is a really good coach, um, and they got you know they got some talent on offense, but not enough. And uh, so. But they got cat money too. The 49ers have been speculated to make a move. Jimmy Garoppolo has perhaps the most tradable contract of any uh, quarterback in the NFL because it was such a front loaded contract. It's a very minimal cap hit, which is, I think, is appealing for other teams to take on. Or the Niners could just eat it as well. Uh, but there's been a lot of speculation of maybe the Niners making a run at Watson. They were thought to be maybe in the mix for Stafford, but that obviously didn't happen with Stafford going to the Rams. But then there's also been some stuff being floated around. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo for Kirk Cousins straight up. What say you? I'll take that of the Vikings eight days a week. Give me Jimmy G and get Kirk Cousins out of here. Really? Kirk Cousins is better than Jimmy G. Do you really think so? I do. I really do. Here's the thing. Here's the reason I keep saying it. I know I'm a broken record. Kirk Cousins is better than a lot of quarterbacks until the last three minutes of a game. Then when it's the last three minutes of the game, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I don't know. Uh, I he just Kirk, melts down in big games always. It's just so consistent and tried and true. 
I, I'd, I'd take Kirk Cousins over Jimmy G. I think he's more consistent. I think he has you, a relationship with Kyle Shanahan, too, yeah, because I think he was you actually know, good at Washington. But, but yeah, I, I wouldn't – that doesn't move the needle enough for me if I'm the 49ers. Like, you might be a little bit better, but I don't think you're, you know, good enough to overcome, you know, the the rest of the, the NFC and things like that. Just Just – Either go for Watson or just make a trade in the draft, get a young guy, and and hope that they're good. Got about 45 seconds left. Where's the ideal home for J.J. Watt? I'm hearing Packers, Browns, Eagles. Where's J.J. Watt going to land? I think he's kind of washed. I think he's over. I think he's. I think. I don't think he's got any more left. Don't you think he could help the Browns though? Maybe the Chargers were floated out there too. Like they could use another interior guy, right? And that's the whole thing is JJ Watt needs to go to a place where he doesn't have to be the primary pass rusher. He just needs to be Cleveland. Why not? Yeah, Let's why, go. Why not? I mean. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.